forgetfulness of being. Continue with chapter 2. Ego is always identification with form seeking yourself and thereby losing yourself in some form. Form are not just material object and physical bodies more fundamental than the external forms. Things and bodies are the thought form that consciously continuously arise in the field of consciousness. They are energy formation, finer and less dense than physical matter. But they are forms nonetheless. What you may be aware of as a voice in your head that never stops speaking is the stream of insistent and compulsive thinking. When every thought absorbs your attention completely, when you are so identified with the voice in your head and the emotion that accompany it, that you lose yourself in every thought and every emotion, then you are totally identified with form and therefore in the grip of ego. Ego is a conglomeration of recurring thoughts, forms, and conditioned mental emotional patterns that are invested with a sense of I, a sense of self. Ego arises when your sense of beginness of I am, which is formless consciousness, gets mixed up with form. This is the meaning of identification. This is forgetfulness of being, the primary error, the illusion of absolute separateness that turns reality into a nightmare. Form this cartoon's error to starters, to sorts in sight. The 17th century philosopher, Descartes, regarded as the founder of modern philosophy, gave expression to this primary error with his famous dictum, which he saw as primary truth. I think, therefore, I am. This was the answer he found to the question. Is there anything I can know with absolute certainty? He realized that the fact that he was always thinking was beyond doubt. And so he equated thinking with being. That is to say identity I am with thinking. Instead of the ultimate truth, he had found the roots of the ego. 
but he did not know that. It took almost 300 years before another famous philosopher saw something in that statement that Descartes, as well as everybody else, had overlooked. His name was Jim Paul. He looked at Descartes' statement. I think, therefore, I am very deeply incidentally realized in his own words. The consciousness that says, I am, is not the consciousness that thinks. What did he mean? What did he mean by that? When you are aware that you are thinking, that awareness is not part of thinking, it is a different dimension of consciousness. And it is that awareness that says, I am. If there were nothing but thoughts in you, you will not even know you are thinking. You will be like a dreamer who does not know his dreaming. You would be as identified with every thought as the dreamer is with every image in the dream. Many people still live like that, like sleepwalkers trapped in all dysfunctional mindsets that continuously recreate the same nightmare reality. When you know you are dreaming, you are awake within the dream. Another dimension of consciousness has come in. The implication of Sartre's insight is found profound, but he himself was still too identified with thinking to realize the full significance of what he has discovered, an emerging new dimension of consciousness. The peace that passes all understanding. There are many accounts of people who experience that emerging new dimension of consciousness as a result of tragic loss at some point in their lives. Some lost all of their possession, others their children or spouse, their social position, reputation, or physical abilities. In some cases, through disaster or war, they lost all of those simultaneously and found themselves with nothing. We must call this a limit situation. Whatever they had identified with, whatever gave them their sense of self, had been taken away. Then suddenly, an inexplicable, the anguish or intense fear they initially felt give way to a sacred sense of presence, a deep peace and serenity 
and complete freedom from fear. This phenomenon must have been familiar to St. Paul, who used the expression, the peace of God, which passed all understanding. It is indeed a peace that does not seem to make sense. And the people who experience it ask themselves, in the face of this, how can it be that I feel such peace? The answer is simple. Once you realize that the ego is and how it works, when forms that you had identified with that give you your sense of self collapse or are taken away, it, call, it can lead to a collapse of the ego since ego is identification with form. When there is nothing to identify with anymore, who are you? When forms around you die or death approaches your sense of beingness of I am is freed from its entanglement with form. Spirit is released from its imprisonment and matter. You realize your essential identity as formalized as an all-pervasive presence of being prior to all forms, all identification. You realize your true identity as consciousness itself rather than what consciousness had identified with. That's the peace of God. This ultimate truth of who you are is not I am this or I am that, but I am. Not everybody who experiences great loss also experiences this awakening. This dissident this identification from form some immediately create a strong mental image or thoughts form in which they see themselves as a victim whether it be of circumstances other people and unjust unjust faith of god this thought form and the emotions it creates, such as anger, resentment, self-pity, and so on. They strongly identify with and in immediately takes the place of all the other identification that you have collapsed through the loss. In other words, the ego quickly finds a new form. The fact that this new form is a deeply unhappy one does not concern the ego too much. As long as an identity, good or bad, in fact, this new ego will be more 
contracted more rigid and impenetrable than the old one. Whenever tragic loss occurs, you either resist or you yield. Some people become bitter or deeply resentful. Others become compassionate, wise, and loving. Yielding means inner acceptance of what is. You are open to life. Resistance is an inner contraction, a hardening of the shell of the ego. You are closed. Whatever action you take in a state of inner resistance, which we could also call negativity, will create more outer resistance. And the universe will not be on your side. Life will not be helpful. If the shutters are closed, the sunlight cannot come in. When you yield internally, when you surrender, a new dimension of consciousness opens up. If action is possible or necessary, your action will be in alignment with the whole and supported by creative intelligence. The unconditioned consciousness which in a state of inner openness, you become one with. Circumstances and people then become helpful. Cooperative consider coincidences happen. If no action is possible, you rest in the peace and inner stillness that come with surrender. You rest in God. This is the end of chapter two. So we'll be right back on the chapter three, the core of ego.